Bismillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ajma'in wa ba'd. In the third ruku of Surah Naml, it continued with the story of Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam, where Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam sent a letter to the queen of the Yemenite nation, inviting her to be humble and to submit to Sulaiman alayhi salam, and inviting her to Islam. She then set out with her people to meet with Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam, Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam required that her, uh, her throne be brought before Sulaiman alayhi salam and Allah Jalla Jalalu through miraculous means allowed that to, to have happened. So when we came to the end of the third ruku, that brought us also to the end of the story of Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam and now we move on to the fourth ruku of Surah Nam. In the part of Ruku, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins by talking about Salih alayhi salam and his dispute with, uh, or, or rather the, 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 the scenario that happened with him uh, alayhi salam and his nation called Thamud. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَى ثَمُودَ أَخَاهُمْ صَالِحًا أَنِعْبُدُ اللَّهِ And remember the time when we sent to the nation called Thamud their brother Salih, their brother Salih. Now generally when we talk about their brother or someone's brother, or if I say to somebody, a random person I meet at the masjid, for example, I say, my brother, how are you? I don't necessarily mean my brother in relation. However, I mean my brother in deen, my brother in Islam. Now when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah sent Salih, the, uh, the brother of the people of Thamud. Allah did not mean it in the manner of deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meant it in the manner of descent and lineage, meaning he was from those people. Al-Ni'budullah. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send uh, Salih alayhi salam to, the, to these people? So that he can call them to the oneness of Allah and to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِذَا هُمْ and thus they split into two groups. Those who were following Salih alayhi salam and those who were not following Salih alayhi salam. So meaning the mu'mineen and the kuffar. يَخْدَصِمُونَ And they began arguing. Mm-hmm. So Allah Jalla Jalalu doesn't elaborate too much on the story in this place in the Quran. But rather in Surah A'raf, Allah Jalla Jalalu explains who these two groups were. The humble and the poor people from the society. When Sayyidina Salih alayhi salam invited them, they submitted and they followed Sayyidina Salih alayhi salam. The wealthy in the society, they were resistant and they were arrogant and they did and they were they weren't willing to follow the message that Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam was conveying to them, and that's how they ended up being divided into two groups: the elite group and the humble group. The humble group following Sulaiman alayhi salam, the elite group resisting the message of Sulaiman alayhi salam, and now there was a division in society, and the two groups started to argue. Then Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam said to them, the rich group and the wealthy people, they said, oh Sulaiman, if you got threats, if you're telling us about the punishment from Allah, then if all of this is true, then bring on the punishment. We'll deal with the punishment, send the punishment. We have no problem with the punishment. So they were being very arrogant. And Sulaiman alayhi salam, what very beautiful words continued to invite them. He said, oh my people, why do you rush towards evil and sin? Instead of running towards goodness, 
if only you make istighfar to Allah, you repent to Allah, then Allah will send down His mercy upon you. So you're using your energy to call upon the punishment of Allah when you could rather use that energy to call on the forgiveness of Allah and attract the mercy of Allah, but don't rush towards sin instead of rushing towards goodness. Sometimes people don't understand that Allah has His ways, Allah has His system, and we cannot change Allah's system. And we think something is not, if, if we don't see it immediately, it means that, you know what, it's not there. It's not there. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also uses this word, tista'ajulun, why are you rushing? Why are you rushing towards punishment by doing evil deeds? Instead of uh, uh, doing good deeds and getting the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They said to Salih that we had made omens with you and those who follow you. So we decided, we and, and the omens they did in those days were very uh, very odd, and we, we, we don't understand how they did it in those days. But some say, some of us mentioned that they would take a, a specific bird, throw it up in the air, and if it was to fly to the right, then it meant something good, and if it flew to the left, then it meant something evil, and they'd say something like, uh, is Salih uh, right for? Then they throw the bird up, and then the bird will go... Uh, to the right and it, it would mean for them a good omen and if the bird went to the left it would mean something that you're not negative like you know what he's not he's not on the right path so they did that they said you know what we uh, made an omen and we got our omen negative omen regarding you sorry the bird for example uh, went to the left hand side so you obviously not on to the right path so Salih says Allah says the outcome of your um, of your your omens is actually from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's side. No bird can tell you which way or which way not to go in, in, in life. Mm. But you are just a nation that has been uh, um, trialed and tested from shaitan. Uh, shaitan's waswasa is in your ears that you know what, you feel you got it all. You can do whatever it is that you like. Mm-hmm. So another very interesting meaning of this verse is They said to Sayyidina Salih salam, That we get a bad omen We're getting bad luck from you and those who are with you And then Salih salam said no This bad omen you're talking about is what Allah You know we don't know about this matter you're talking about But antum qawmun tuftanun You are actually a nation that is just experiencing fitna Fitna meaning tests and trials from Allah Jalla Jalalu. So the first test that they were experiencing is that now they were experiencing disunity because the community was divided into two groups and they were saying, Salih, that's your fault. Because of you, we've got this bad luck that now we have become disunited. The other is that they may have experienced a famine at this time. And Salih is saying, don't blame me for your famine. Allah is testing you. Use this as an opportunity to come closer to Allah Jalla Jalalu. Can I move on to the next ayat? Wakana fil Medina and in the city where Salih was with the Thamud. Remember this was between Makkah and Syria. Wakana fil Medina in the in the city. There were nine groups of people were spreading corruption on earth and they weren't bringing people together. So Allah points out nine problematic either groups of people or nine problematic individuals 
their role in this society was to spread corruption and they were not bringing people together. Then they said, take an oath in the name of Allah. Meaning they, they got together either the nine groups or the nine individuals. And these individuals from the Mufassirin mentioned that they were from the, uh, the, the leaders of the, the, the nine tribes that were in the city. We will hatch a plan at night against Salih and his people. Meaning we will, we will hatch a plan to kill Salih alayhi salam and his people at night. And then we will say to the 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 is or rather the people who will claim the blood money of Salih and his people that you know what we didn't witness anything happen here we went around when he they got killed and we went around when Salih salam got killed so we don't know what's happening and we're truthful in what we're saying it sounds a little bit familiar to the story of Yusuf salam no. Yeah, and I'm also thinking of the similarity between the night before Rasulullah Hijrah, where they said we have representatives from all the different tribes, so that no one particular tribe becomes blameworthy. So if it's nine leaders of nine tribes, so then every tribe gets equal liability, and no one particular group becomes liable for blood money or any sort of revenge. Now, the interesting question... I was just going to say that uh, it's the true meaning of history repeats itself. Yeah, yeah. So, in many... The the purpose of the stories in the Quran are not for the sake of stories. Rasulullah was experiencing hostility from his people. So, Allah was informing Rasulullah about how the Anbiya experienced hostility and what was the outcome and what was the reaction of the Anbiya in order to serve as a blueprint which Rasulullah could use in his time and then us in our time can continue to use these guidelines. Now, the interesting thing here is that they hatched a plan to murder Salih and his family. But then they continue in this verse, Then they will say to his heirs, to his protectors, to his those who are going to inherit from his estate, we did not see the place of the murder and we did not see the murder of the, of the family of Salih So if they were going to murder the family of Salih who were they concerned about? So Mufassirun say, when family is mentioned here, it's in reference to spiritual family in this circumstance. So Salih and his disciples, Salih and his followers, and then when his tribesmen, his, his actual biological family, if they then object, then we will say that we weren't there. So family is first in reference to his people who follow the common religion. And then uh, uh, when it mentions again family, that's in reference to his true biological family. Subhanallah. So this is the plan that they had hatched and they had, uh, had made the plot against Salih and his disciples. Ibn Abbas mentions here that that these people now came to the door of uh, or to the to the front door of Salih salam's house and they had their swords unsheathed and exposed and ready to, to, to do whatever they planned on doing. فقتل, uh, فقتل, 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 فقتل 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had commanded the angels to throw and pelt these people with small pebbles, and thus they were killed. And Allah then continued saying, وَمَكَرُوا مَكْرًا And they had made their plans, وَمَكَرْنَا مَكْرًا They had plotted what they wanted to, وَمَكَرْنَا مَكْرًا And we have also planned, we have also planned, this is the sunnah of Allah, وَهُمْ لَا يشعرون. And they didn't even realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also has a plan. Now look at what was the outcome of their plan. That we have destroyed them and their people all together. Mm. So if their plan was to go kill Salih as they were on the way, Allah caused these pebbles or these stones or this boulder to be thrown on them and then they died and then Allah said, look at the outcome of those who make these evil plans because whilst they were making plans, Allah was making plans as well. And they were not aware of Allah's plans, but Allah Jalla Jalal was fully aware of their plans. Now Allah makes an important point that look at the outcome of those who make the plans. And Allah says, These are their homes that now lie in ruins because of their sins, because of their denial of Islam. Because of the evil plan against Salih salam, Firstly, Allah created a camel. And this camel was the camel of Allah, which emerged from the mountain. And Allah commanded that the people just allow this camel to graze without any interference. Firstly, they killed the camel. Now they were attempting to kill Salih salam. Yeah, Allah says, these are their houses. Their houses between Makkah and Syria, somewhere there, where... They were so strong and they were so large that they carved these mountains, these houses out of mountains. But now they remain ruins because of their sins. <inaudible> Certainly these are the signs for يعلمون, for a nation of people, for, for a nation of people who have knowledge. These are the signs for a nation of people who have knowledge they will be able to comprehend these signs of Allah Jalla Jalalu. I want to share with you, Mulan Wasim, something interesting that I read in Ma'arif al-Quran. Alright? I'm taking it back to when those people were plotting to kill Salih salam. Ma'arif mm-hmm. al-Quran says that these people were not hardened criminals, they were disbelievers. But through history, there was so much of consciousness on the harms of lying, that when they were making their plans, they said, We will go at night to kill Saleh and his family so that when people ask us who they they say, look here, we weren't witness to who killed who. Now, Ma'arif al-Quran says that people knew how severe lying was. That's why they went at night so that they won't be able to see one another killing. So that when they ask to testify, they can say we didn't witness because they weren't willing to talk a lie. (laughs) <laughs> subhanallah subhanallah you know it just shows the morality of, of of people back then compared to the morality of people now i just you know i was doing the story of uh, ibrahim alayhi salam uh with uh, with uh, kids at school and we were discussing the morality of how people who used to assassinate in those days so if for example the story of ibrahim alayhi salam is where the two angels came to visit to give clear tidings of him having a child and uh, uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam uh, indicated to his wife to bring some uh, something to eat, and she she brought uh, 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 some meat. Uh, in any case, they didn't want to eat, so it, Ibrahim alayhi salam got perturbed. 
and he got like you know worried that you know these people may be here to assassinate and the reason why they say that he he thought that first is because generally in those days if you eat from someone you'd never assassinate them you'd never think of assassinating them because they did some khair to you and you'll never do something like that to them ethical criminals subhanallah ethical criminals <laughs> we're not condoning the fact that you must kill someone and not eat from them we're just saying like but, at least the morality there was some sort of morality in those days but what reason is there to respect a person who doesn't live by a code or who doesn't live by values or doesn't live by morals a person who just goes by the wind there's no reason to respect that person but if a person lives by some values or some morals he demands respect because he maintains standards wa anjayna alladhina amanu wa kanu yattaqun and allah jalla jalalu had rescued salih alayhi salam we had rescued uh those who believe wa kanu yattaqun and those who have adopted taqwa we have rescued them allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now starts the story of lut alayhi salam in brief wa lutan id qala li qaumihi and remember when we sent lut alayhi salam to speak to his people when he said to his nation ataatuna alfahisha are you going towards and doing evil filthy actions wa antum tubsirun when you can see and you know and you have knowledge and you have yaqeen uh, that it is uh, uh, such an evil and vile act that you are doing mm ainnakum lata now allah now tells us what this immodest action of theirs that lut alayhi salam was condemning ainnakum lata'tuna ar-rijala shahwatan min duni an-nisa you really satisfy your passions with men instead of women are you opting for homosexuality instead of the traditional structure which allah jalla jalalu has given the pure structure bal antum qaumun tajhalun certainly you are an ignorant nation for taking to homosexuality instead of the pure opportunities and the pure traditional way which allah jalla jalalu has given and they, the only answer that they could come up was come up with was that we should um ex, uh, what is uh, extract and get, uh, get rid of the people of lut uh, from our from our place innahum unasu yatatahharun indeed they are just a, uh, they are just a folk who seeking to to make their actions pure instead of ours why is ours not pure that's that's the, the brief of what they saying yeah they they too clean to be by us they saying our action is bad they too clean they too holy for us they think they better than us so because they saying all of because of that we need to expel them from the city they weren't able they knew what they were doing was terrible they knew what they were doing was unnatural they knew what they were doing was going to lead to destruction so all they wanted was to get rid of the element which was an obstacle which could have been a party pooper an obstacle in their way of them enjoying themselves in a filthy way so the only thing they could say is that look these people they want to be too clean for us fa anjayna huwa ahlahu illa mar'ata so then we had saved sayyidina lut alayhi salam and the family of lut alayhi salam except his wife his wife was aiding these people who were practicing homosexuality she was involved with them she was encouraging them qaddarnaha min alghabirin so we had destined that she should be from amongst those who are left behind and then now allah speaks about 
the punishment that they had received. The punishment they received, and we have sent down a rain upon them. The rain was of stones. And how evil is the rain of those who were warned. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prior to this had warned them about their punishment. And in another verse of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah lifted the entire ground that they were standing on, turned it upside down in the sky and smashed it into the ground while the angels were pelting them with stones. Mm. So how did Allah save What you say? How did Allah save Sayyidina Lut alayhi salam the night before the punishment? Allah told Lut alayhi salam and those who are righteous followers of Lut alayhi salam and the family of Lut alayhi salam to leave the city at night. And when they left the city, that's when Allah Jalla Jalalu sent down the punishment to those who were engaged in homosexual acts. See, and this here is a clear, clear, clear proof from the Quran that it's a haram thing to do. It's filthy. It's it's. Uh, it's it's just vile, it's not something uh, Muslims should get into. But the question that comes up a lot is, what if you feel like you're that type of person, that you are homosexual? What if you feel, what if you have those uh, inclinations towards it? I, I give this answer here, that uh, if I feel like drinking alcohol, if I feel like taking drugs, if I feel like listening to music, if I feel like all of these things, should I still do it or not? And the answer, of course, is no, because it's completely haram, despite me wanting or, or craving it or whatever it is. So that, I think, is a very simple answer to give to people. Jazakallah khair that lovely answer Molana. any inclination you get does not warrant that you act on it when you restrain yourself that's when you earn the pleasure of Allah Jalla Jalalu. this dunya is a test and the akhirah is the place where you reap the rewards for passing those tests